0: Well, here we are again, episode seven. You and me, and me and you, and us. And my family is downstairs vacuuming, which is probably not the ideal time to do this, but whatever. This is what I've got. So here we are. Well, it's been it's been a long time. Uh, I've got I had some scurvy. I don't know what the fuck happened to me, but man, was I sick. Holy Christ! The beginning of February, I remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> Dululu, That's a Wayne's World reference. If you're like. If you're born in the 90s, Charlie, don't, don't worry about it. You can Google Wayne's World if you want. That's cool. Um, yeah, where do we go from here? Uh, yeah, so I got I got home like the, the last Friday in January, I think, and I was supposed to be on vacation for the next two weeks. And I was sick as a fucking dog. Like Saturday, Sunday, I could not get out of bed. I just couldn't move. I don't know what the fuck was wrong with me, but I couldn't move. And then I just coughed for the next two weeks straight while I was on vacation. But I think I slept the last two days of my vacation. Um, yeah, so that was awesome. I'm still kind of sick. I finally went to the doctor on Monday, which would have been what the 17th of February. And, uh, yeah, he appeased me and he gave me a prescription for whatever. I thought I had pneumonia, but he said I had bronchitis and my ribs are bruised because I've been coughing so much. So that explains why I didn't do any, any, anything and any podcasting or really much of anything else, uh, either. But I did, I did do some exemplary parenting that I really like to share with you. Uh, I was on the phone with Sarah. She was on her way home. And I had my back to my son who had s- stood on a chair. And I give him like a little, we call it Malpum's knife, but it's really just like a cake decorating tool. Like it's like a little palette knife, like a putty knife, you know? Like, uh, anyway, so I gave him that and a carrot. And that usually keeps him entertained enough while I'm doing whatever I'm doing. And uh, I turned around. I'm at the stove stirring something. And he's, you know, those, um, they're like black oval shaped casserole dishes. Like they're the welfare. Everybody has one. They're black and white speckled metal, uh, casserole dishes. And I had the bottom half with the food in it on the stove. And he had the lid on the Island where he was standing with Malcolm's knife. And he's just clomping that lid around. And I didn't think anything of it. Cause like, whatever, he's a boy and he's loud and he's obnoxious, obnoxious. And uh, I turn around at one point. To see what the fuck he's doing, because I haven't heard any clomping in a while. And I, I don't know how he managed to do this, but he he clomped a, a glass uh, glass drinking glass uh, with the lid. And he was literally holding the bottom half, which had remained, uh, you know, holdable. It was just he had broken the top half of the glass somehow perfectly. So he was just holding Uh, About three inches of glass and jagged pointy shards on the top of it. So it still looked like a glass, but the top of it was all jagged. It was all fucking broken glass. And I turned around and he was about to take it to his lips with the water still in it. And it was one of those slow motion things where I was like, no. And I was like, "Malcolm!" And he just looked at me and it was literally, literally an inch from his lips with this jagged, sharp point of a glass almost in his mouth and I don't know you know what another two seconds of me stirring something and we would have been on our way to the hospital with a mouthful of blood and it would have been fucking terrible so if you guys want any kind of parenting advice just you can email me you can find me on Facebook whatever I am here for you I'm I'm just so fucking good at this shit holy Christ was that a sweaty moment so you guys missed that and the other thing you missed is uh, my kid likes likes milk. All kids like milk. Some kids like pacifiers. Some kids don't. My kid has, he didn't have a pacifier really much, except for like maybe the first couple months of his life. He's never really been an oral kid, but he's crazy for this fucking sippy cup thing. And it's got a soft um, uh, spout. So he just kind of self-soothes himself, self-soothes himself. Uh, with this fucking cup and he's getting all crazy with it, right? Malpum want milk, Malpum want milk. And he's, his vocabulary (laughs) is increasing. So he goes, I needs it. It's like, okay, Smeagol, like fucking settle down. Okay. It's just, it's just milk. So now I've got to break that fucking habit and I just don't want to, I don't want to deal with it. And then Max the dog. I don't know if any of you guys remember Max the dog, Max the dog, uh, My sister bought Max the dog for my niece, who was, I think, six or seven at the time. And of course, you know, not taking into account that this is a living, breathing being, uh, my niece just never really walked him, played with him a couple times and got bored. And my sister allowed her to get bored. So now this dog has got no one to really look after it. And I was childless and lonely. And I thought, well, I'll take care of the dog. I don't mind. I'd walk him every day and... We'd hang out, we'd spoon at night. You know, it was just, it was just nice. I took pictures of him, posted them on Facebook. Uh, yeah. So now, no one had taken him to the vet. I couldn't afford to take him last year because I was on maternity leave and we had no money. And we still have no money, but we have a little bit more or less money than we didn't have before. And I take him to the vet this time. Yeah. So he's got rotten teeth. And uh, yeah, so... She's like, yeah, these have to come out. He's going to need to be put under. And I'm thinking, I'm just seeing the dollar signs roll around. And I'm like, fuck. Because this isn't really my dog. Like, I didn't buy this dog, but he's my dog. You know, like, I take care of him still. I still walk him 80% of the time when I go to my mom's house. If it's not too cold, I'll take him out because he gets, he's a Yorkie, right? So he's like, he's like a fucking cat dog. Like, he weighs seven pounds. Every cat I've ever seen weighs more than that. And now I'm responsible for this surgery, right? So I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I never got him fixed. So let's just give him one fucking crazy ass day at the salon and get him get him snipped and everything. Ugh. So best case scenario, I'm out a thousand bucks. Worst case scenario, I'm out 1600 bucks. <sighs> Super. It's just, uh, it's just like one fucking thing out of, after another, you know, just feel bad. So he has to go get, They have antibiotics, right? Anytime you do dental surgery on anyone, you have to take antibiotics before. So he's due to get this antibiotic shot, except I've been having like a tough time at work. because it's just busy and it's fucking snowy and just there's no shortcuts to be had. Not a one shortcut, not a fucking one. So you just you just tough it out and keep going, right? So it's hard for me to get time to go and do these things during the day. So my sister volunteered to uh, to take Max to get a shot, except my dog fucking hates her because every time he goes in the car with her or leaves the house with her, uh, he gets shaved. He gets he goes to the groomers. Something bad happens to him, so he doesn't really like my sister at all. Uh, so he gets stressed out, and then they go to the vet. And I told this story on the other show uh, about Max and the vet. So the first time I took Max to the vet, he uh, there was this Velma looking chick from Scooby Doo, like kind of like I don't know if you were I thought she was kind of hot because I thought she'd be like an animal in the sack, like just crazy, you know, like she just want you to put stuff in her bum and stuff. I don't know. Okay, that went too far. <laughs> no, it's true. I really did think that. Um, and uh, so when we went to go see Velma, he he was like stressed out. He didn't like it. And uh, she put the thermometer in his ass and he just, he lost it. He's like, that's the final fucking straw. You can look at my eyes. You can look at my nose. You can look at my mouth. But you put something in my ass and we're we're done. So he snapped at her. So every other time he had worn a muzzle to go to the vet because she didn't want to get bitten. And that makes total sense to me. And which is probably why his teeth went unnoticed for so long. And I don't look in his mouth like whatever um so i think when my sister went back to get the shot the only doctor that was available to give it to him was velma cuz when i went the last time and he got his uh his work over this i told the lady there was a different doctor entirely i'm like he he snapped at the other doctor and she's like okay well you know what he seems really calm and we're just going to take our time and she baby talked him and all this shit and the reason i should have said this before but the reason i decided to get him fixed is because she's like okay oh, hey, he's intact and i was like yes he is and she said, Well, what you need to do, just part of his monthly care, is like the same way you look in his eyes and his ears, you just need to touch his testicles. And I said, Excuse me? And she's like, No, you just need to fondle his testicle I mean, no, 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 no fondling. You just need to touch his testicles and make sure that they're of equal size and one's not any bigger than the other. And I, I looked at her, and I'm like, You want me to you want me to touch his testicles? Yes, you're gonna have to do that. And I said, Okay, well, while you've got him under for the dental surgery, let's just let's just cut him off. Let's just Get him out of there. Because I was like, I'm not fucking touching dog balls. I'm even like touching my kids' balls to wipe the shit off of them. I'm not fucking fondling a seven-pound Yorkie. Anyway, so my sister, back to, (laughs) I digress. Back to this story, my sister takes him to the vet. And he's stressed out because he doesn't know what the fuck's going to happen. Because this one, like my sister's with him. And then he's got Velma that took the thermometer and put it up his ass. So he's stressed out. So she's like, okay, he seems comfortable on your lap well just give him the shot on your lap and my sister's like okay so simultaneously Velma goes to give him a shot and he simultaneously turns around to snap at Velma and pisses all over my sister's leg and this is the text I get at work saying what had happened and I couldn't stop laughing (coughs) because oh see I'm still coughing and my ribs hurt that was fucking so funny Poor Max. So now Tuesday Tuesday night, he's going to sleep here. And then Wednesday, I take him to the fucking vet. And then I'm off uh, Thursday and Friday to mend him. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. I hope he does well. Like he, those teeth have to come out. Like that's got to hurt to have rotten teeth in your mouth and no balls. Ugh, Poor guy. So there's that. And 10, holy fuck, 11 minutes later, we are just about caught up on the last month of my life, I think. Oh, except I had to take Malcolm to the to the dentist. They do that quick; like uh, it's a free uh, service they do in Canada. Uh, it's like your before two, your first dental checkup is free. So <clears throat> we went there, and they had wicked toys. Like they had a kitchen set, fruits and vegetables, pots and pans, everything. My kid was in heaven. He was just he was the only kid there. He was enjoying himself. He made me tomato uh, soup, which I really liked. It was really good tomatoes, good high quality tomatoes. And then we went upstairs and he uh, got his teeth licked at. And the do- dentist is like, they don't even wear white coats. It was like a young, hot girl with like really white teeth. And she's like, hi, Malcolm, are you excited to be at the dentist? And he looks at her and he goes, no, <laughs> it was so cute. He's got such good timing. I love that kid. And uh, yeah, so she checked him out and he has got a very slight underbite. So any of you with two year old girls or boys that are looking for a future husband, uh, just keep in mind he's going to be in braces probably. Definitely a retainer, which sucks. But he's so handsome. I mean, who cares? His little button nose. Oh. Okay. You know what? We've got some really good segments. So I think we're going to have two in a row of Electric Gary and then a new contributor to this show. But uh, the same contributor that was on the other show. Right, 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 right. I missed you guys. Hang on. When you're in the dark and you want to see, you need a...
1: God damn it, I missed one. Uh, I got to lollygagging and uh, busy or whatever. I have no excuse, but we'll try not to let it happen again. This is Electric Gary, hi Sandra. I have missed you and everyone else. Um, let's see, um, I sent a, an email link to Sandra about a bizarre house that was built in uh, Las Vegas, uh, went on sale recently, and you uh, are on the market I guess. It looks like a normal three-bedroom house, but it has like a 26,000-square-foot basement that's, I don't know, 25, 30 feet below the ground. And this uh, really paranoid guy back in the 70s, I want to say, built an underground house with a swimming pool and saunas and a barbecue that looks like a big rock. And the whole thing has this like uh, black hole sun video feel to it. It is an oddly creepy thing. He he had murals made and special lighting sequences that make it actually look like you're in the great outdoors while you're underground, hiding from the uh, nuclear holocaust from above. So I found that pretty interesting. Quick update on my buddy, Kurt, who uh, had the lung transplant and is awaiting new lungs. He is now on the waiting list. And every time the phone rings in the middle of the night, his heart jumps out of his chest because he thinks that it's Stanford calling him to say, come to California so we can cut you open and put new lungs in you, which in itself is freaky. But I had an odd thought that until that happens, there's some dude, most likely a dude, probably on a motorcycle, probably driving between the cars and traffic, which is legal in California, which is amazing. Uh, when we were on vacation there a few weeks ago, it was amazingly scary. You'd be going down the freeway and all of a sudden some asshole on a rice rocket would go shooting by you in between cars because he can. And I think that's where Kurt's last set of lungs came from. But right now there's some dude wandering around doing his thing, living his life, and those lungs are going to get chopped out of them and put in my buddy or somebody else. And then it made me think too that how often have those of us who are organ donors come close to being in that person? You know, you do something dangerous or something, you have a close call, and if things were to go that direction, half an hour later, you might be lying on a gurney with somebody hacking your chest open, stealing your lungs, but it didn't happen, and you kept on living, so... Very strange thought there. And uh, for Rose, I did actually realize that there's something that bugs the living shit out of me. It's people who laugh constantly at shit that's not funny. I think Sandra probably knows what I'm talking about. You are very funny and I'm sure you make people laugh all the time. But what about the person that you probably work with? I've been on this job lately with this dipshit who fucking constantly laughs at everything anybody says, especially himself. None of it's funny. And he's got this stoner laugh pries me up the fucking wall. Years ago, uh, Mrs. Electric and I were uh, on a canoe afternoon with one of her teacher colleagues who was one of those laughers, and she had her dogs with her, and her dogs actually ran over to somebody else's camp uh, before we took off and pissed on their barbecue, And all she could do was laugh when the people were telling her this, because uh, 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 everything's fucking funny to those people. Yes, that's what bugs the shit out of me. Otherwise, everything's great. That's electric great.
0: Thanks, Gary. You're the best. You're consistent. You're funny. You're interesting. Maybe you should just take over. Maybe you should just. Uh, maybe I should be sending podcast segments into you. Maybe we'll do that for next time. All right, Gary. Look, let's talk. I looked at this house that he sent in, and as he described, it's like it's like a really weird Cold War house, and it remind. Well, Sarah and I had talked about this segment. Uh, shit, when the, the last fucking time we did a podcast. Fucking January. Holy shit. February's almost over. Uh, and Sarah had mentioned it reminds her of the movie Blast from the Past. If you've seen that, it's it's really good. Actually, I kind of like it. It's one of those like Sunday afternoon movies where it's like it's on and you just kind of watch it. And it's just it's just sweet. It's about this guy. I can't remember if he was from the 50s or the 60s or whatever. 70s maybe. I don't fucking know. I don't know when the Cold War was. Cuban Missile Crisis. I, I don't know. I'm not a fucking doctor here. Fuck off. And uh, his parents in the movie had built something very similar to this, like an underground palace and it was they were down there waiting they thought a bomb had gone off and they set the locks on the door for however many years it alicia silverstone was in it but like good alicia silverstone not like i like to chew up my food and feed it to my baby from my mouth alicia silver oh i still remember when that video went viral i think i had kidney stones and like it was just on all the time on every fucking tv station i was just like oh i couldn't watch it i had to turn it off fucking nauseous. So that's what it reminded me of. But that would be pretty cool. I mean, if you had to live underground, why not? Why not have a barbecue in a rock? You know, fuck. Man, what a waste of money. And the other thing Gary touched on that I think his pet peeve is people that laugh at things that aren't funny. Yeah, yeah, that drives me nuts. I don't, I've, I've always said I'm not going to be a laugh track. If I don't think it's funny, I'm not just going to laugh because you think it's funny because it's just not funny to me. Because if you just laugh at fucking everything, that means that Your opinion really doesn't matter, first of all. And second of all, how is anybody supposed to know if you really think something's funny? Like Sarah says, she can tell when I think something's really funny because my laugh goes from (laughs) to like a high pitch fucking dog whistle sound that uh, that she that's how she knows that I think something's genuinely funny. And I think that's pretty true because my laugh is pretty fucking annoying. But if I'm really enjoying myself, it goes like out of control, out of control. All right. So thanks, Gary. I'm really excited to listen to his next segment because I haven't heard it yet. So let's listen to that and then uh, we'll come back and discuss it. And then, you know what? Why don't you do some talking? We'll see how you're doing. Okay. How's your February? Hey, Sanders Electric Gary. I woke up at one o'clock this
1: morning with a dream that I was seeing Ben Lerman perform somewhere and then I came out of it and tough love lesbo was running through my brain. So it must be time to record. Ah, welcome back. Uh, We've all missed you. uh, I know I have. So uh, I was working with uh, an accent at one point, talking about Rose's thing where she was blind at a party. The only I was never never did anything weird at a party, but I, I did. We uh, lived in Seattle uh, once when I was 19, and I was uh, working at a grocery store, and I was uh, being trained at another store before going to the one I was going to be working at. And the entire time I was there, I was British and uh, told people that I was from uh, a small village outside of Sheffield. I have no idea where that would be. I have no idea where Sheffield is. And it all worked out fine until the woman said that she wanted to bring her daughter in to meet me because she thought that was delightful. And uh, it was good that I was not going to be staying there for too long. So uh, I think I told you about my nephew, Brendan, who was uh, an Eagle Scout fairly recently, graduated high school, and uh, he has now decided to be an electrician and was recently accepted into our electrical apprenticeship with a uh, local uh, IBEW electrical union. So we're very proud of him. A 18 years old is a great time to get into this. And uh, he is taking a non-college route now, that, uh, although he's been in college, but he's uh, gonna go ahead and withdraw from that. and being an electrician, he's also a listener, so congratulations, Brendan, you are uh, amazing. Um, our My uh, stepbrother's sister, no, how's that work? This makes her my sister-in-law. So my stepbrother's wife is uh, currently at Oregon Health Sciences University Hospital, which is the big super hospital here in Oregon. And she has double pneumonia, uh, viral pneumonia that was brought on by H1N1 uh, flu, the swine flu. it's just kind of a scary thing. Is she's there now and has about a 50% chance of survival, which is up from the 10% chance she was originally given. Uh, She's in a a bed that has her all strapped up and hanging upside down, not head first, but face down so that uh, it can relieve the pressure on her lungs and allow her to breathe. And uh, her values are looking good. And she, I'm hoping, is going to make it. But it has been pretty scary. And apparently, I was told that in 1974, a strain of the same flu went through and uh, everybody that was around then as an adult was exposed in one form or another, either got sick or, or was exposed and developed antibodies. So people in their 50s and 60s are not being affected by this, but people in their 30s and 40s are. And uh, she's uh, 38, mother of three, and been pretty scary. So we're, we're hoping that she makes it out. But we went up Saturday night to see her and... Uh, We were going to leave there and then drive out to the Dalles, which is another 90 minutes down the Columbia Gorge to my mom's party. Uh, She just turned 60, so uh, happy birthday, Mom. But fortunately, fortunately, we were coming down the hill and we got into Portland and got all turned around and got lost, which worked out fine because it got us out of going that extra hour and a half in the evening we were already it was already five o'clock leaving there we would have been home really late so and uh, mrs electric was not feeling it's just getting pretty grumpy so it worked out very nicely to just stop somewhere grab a bite to eat and head home so there are times when shit doesn't look like it's going to work out but it works out way for the better because i went home with a happy wife and things got good uh anyway it's uh, g- glad to have you back and uh, that's why you're gay
2: yeah,
0: devil of pneumonia. Good God. Well, my thoughts are with you guys. I hope she recovers quickly and uh, with as little discomfort as fucking possible. Now, Brendan, I know what you look like. You're a handsome little devil. I think you're very smart. You're an Eagle Scout. Do Eagle Scouts sell cookies? Can this get me cookies? No. Probably not. Look, any trade I think is fucking spectacular. And I think electricians are the coolest guys, except for the crawl space thing. I. I don't know, like I don't think Canadians have crawl spaces like that. Well, not in Winnipeg, anyway. I shouldn't say Canadians, but we were talking, or I saw Gary posted on Facebook about American Horror Story. And if you're not watching American Horror Story, you are fucking dumb. You're just dumb. You're wasting your fucking time. I don't even like scary shit, but American Horror Story is one of the best fucking shows I think I've ever seen. And they have crawl spaces, and it's fucking creepy. And I don't know how you guys go under houses. I don't. I don't get it. I God bless you. I don't. I don't fucking get it. Okay, I had a little bit of difficulty with a tradesperson of my own. And I made the mistake of uh, I didn't realize it was Super Bowl Sunday when I had booked the appointment to get uh, the garbage disposal installed that we got for Christmas. So it's Super Bowl Monday, I guess. Do you call it that? Is it like Easter Monday? This guy comes uh, 45 minutes late and he reeks, he reeks of alcohol and really stank, stank cigarettes. And I stink. I'm a smelly person. I just am. But he was fucking rank. Like I haven't washed my clothes in two weeks rank. So he comes in, he's sticking around. It took him two and a half hours to install a garbage disposal. That's a long fucking time. And that's extremely expensive. Like that they charged 109 bucks an hour for labor. So he, he gave me some slack because he, I think, realized he was dumb and he didn't know how to, he had to read the instructions. So I don't think I got the fucking cream of the crop on that day. And uh, yeah, so it was like 270 bucks later. <laughs> awesome. <sighs> well, what are you going to do? You know, I mean, you get what you get and you don't get upset, except I get upset. I get a real upset. So there's this plastic sleeve that you kind of shove the food down into the garbage disposal. And after he had left, I realized that the sleeve thing is all fucking weird. Like it should be down. Like you've seen a garburator, right? Like the plastic sleeve should be down. So you push the food and it kind of follows gravity and sinks down. But this was the reverse. Like, you know, imagine a funnel tipped the wrong way. So this, the narrow part is pointing towards the ceiling. It's like what the, fu- like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? So I phoned the plumbing company and I'm like, well, I explained the situation. She said, yeah, it can be installed either way. I was like, well, I don't, I don't fucking, I don't fucking want it this way. I don't, I don't like it. So she said, okay, I'll send him back. I'm like, is it going to be the same guy? Yeah. Super. just Fucking awesome. So I'm posting on Facebook, making jokes about how he was too hungover to realize, because I didn't get it. And then Buster looked, my friend Buster looked it up online and he's like, pull on it. So I go and pull on it and sure enough, it just fucking comes out. Like it just, just comes out so you can take it out and look at it, I guess. I thought it was all puttied in there and like, you know there was like layer upon layer upon layer like holding it in but it it wasn't like why didn't that fucking bitch just tell me that on the phone i would have shut me up so fast anyway here's our old pal tails we're gonna check in on her and see what she's doing
2: hey what's up everybody uh this is tails if you listen to the other podcast return to sender uh you would know me as the one that drones on and on about having a shitty job in customer service um Hey, Sandra, how's it going? Sorry it took me so long to get back to you with this, but um, it's uh, been a crazy fucking life. Got some life updates for you. All right, so not only do I work at um, the fast food joint that I work at, full-time but I also picked up a part-time job at a pizza place also in Osborne and I work kitchen and I make awesome pizzas best pizzas around and I do that every Thursday Friday Saturday so my schedule is eight hours on Wednesday and then 12 and a half hours on Thursday Friday Saturday and then eight hours on Sunday and then two days off hopefully together so Needless to say, that has been keeping me very busy on its own. And then there's the fact that my crazy roommate that I lived with in the North End, um, she went crazy. Who would have guessed it? Uh, one day, um, okay, so me and my now fiancé were planning to move out because our roommate in the north end there, she was absolutely nuts and psycho and unpredictable. So we we weren't on a lease or anything, so we had no legal obligation to pay rent, to um, even give notice that we were leaving. And it's not her that we should have given the notice to, but either way, in the... In the beginning of November, me and my fiance were looking for an apartment. We found one downtown, fell in love with it, applied for it, didn't hear anything back. As soon as we heard something back, we let the roommate know, we're like, okay, we're moving out in three and a half weeks, you should start looking for a new roommate. So she fucking flipped shit on us. Flipped shit and wanted to kick us out, leave us on the streets, it was November, it was already starting to snow, whatever. So one payday, uh, middle of November, me and my fiancé decided to go out for lunch in Osborne. So we leave the apartment, or not the apartment, we leave the house and just for the record we were renting a, a basement in a house. So we left the house and we got a text from the crazy psycho bitch roommate saying that she threw all of our belongings outside on the front lawn that she could carry. Uh, including my fiancé's dad's ashes, which she, which was in a porcelain little glass thingy, uh, urn-type thing. She just kind of tossed that into a drawer and put it on the front lawn, as well as my computer screens, my custom computer, um, pretty much every single thing of mine that we owned, uh, all our boxes that we already packed, some furniture, everything that she could carry. Guess what? It was out on the lawn, and it was snowing that day, but it wasn't quite cold enough to, like be snow it was flush and rain and lots of our shit got water damage but whatever that's cool so we had to do an impromptu move that very day to her mom's apartment on river avenue so we lived on river avenue with her mom until december 1st which is when we got the keys to our new apartment and it just so happened that her mom moved on december 1st as well as us her uh so we ended up it ended up working out pretty damn well because uh We both moved on the same day, so we were using uh, my fiance's grandpa's truck to move. So it all kind of of worked out. Our new place is wonderful. We just bought a king-size bed right when we moved in. King-size bed frame, I got a new computer desk, $600 couch. We got a really nice wall unit, shelving unit thingy. Uh, The cats are happy. Um, What the hell else? Oh yeah, I'm getting married. It's official. I spent the $1,100 on my lady's beautiful diamond ring, and I am pretty much been wedding planning this whole little while, and it's pretty cool, I guess, and stressful, but cool. Um, we're not going for any conventional wedding or anything like that, nothing fancy, but it'll be nice, it'll be small, it's in September, and uh, pretty much got the whole guest list planned out and everything's doing good. Oh yeah, and do you remember when uh, when you bitched at me, Sandra, for, for smoking and being so uh, rebellious against quitting? Well, guess who quit? Me and my fiance have both quit smoking. It has been one week and one day to this day, and I don't know when you're gonna hear this, but I what day would I have quit then? I quit on the 19th. Yeah, the, night, the 19th was the last time I had a cigarette. And it is now whatever day it is now that you're listening. So that's going good. Uh, first day, wanted to rip people's heads off, that's for sure. Worked the first day and was uh, not a happy camper. I don't know, all of a sudden I was like making burgers and I was crying and then I was really happy. And then I was giggly, and I was really pissed off, and I just wanted to punch something, and then I was happy again, and all of a sudden horny got thrown into, I don't know, it was just a whole weird mix, but now that that part's done, I find it a lot easier to cope without having a cigarette every fucking hour or whatever, because that's what I would do. Uh, so that's my life update. Lots of big things. Uh, if, uh, if you want to hear anything specific or if you want any more details on anything, just let me know. And I will get back to you with a second thing. Anyways, this is Tails coming at you from the downtown area. Fucking right. Peace out, motherfuckers. Good job, Tails. Way to quit smoking. That's one,
0: that's one crazy story. Anyway, good for you. I'm glad you're doing well. If you, I may need to sleep on your couch at some point. Uh, so just remember me. I like a cat-free environment, though, so it's not looking good for your place, I don't think. <sighs> okay, I'm sure I've got a diaper to change, so you guys take care. If you need me, uh, you can find me on Twitter. There's a change of address, Facebook page, and... Oh, my kid's coming up the stairs. I'm scared. I'm scared. He's coming upstairs. Maybe I'll get him to talk. Hang on, hang on. Malcolm, where are your pants? Mommy, take them. Mommy, take them? What do you it? The, the pen. You have a pen? Where are you going? Oh, that button's for volume. Can you sing me a song? What do you want to sing? Can you sing Twinkle Twinkle? how I even do it? You're the Can you sing your ABCs? How about this? How about not the coffee cup? How about not the coffee cup? Can you sing ABCs? A B C D E F G. How about? Yeah, that's a paper. Okay, all right. Can you say bye? Bye bye.